Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, it's Locked On QB1, and we're going to get into a scenario this offseason that could happen at quarterback for the Birds that maybe you haven't really thought of, that might not be the popular choice, but it could be something on the table. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles. Your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. This Thursday edition of the podcast is brought to you by GetUpside. Make sure you download the GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. I'm Louis DiBiase. It's a double header Thursday. Had some audio issues yesterday. I do apologize. It is Locked On QE1. I know the show is normally on Wednesdays. I did record a podcast for 40 minutes talking about what we're going to get into today, which is a new scenario that the Eagles could try out this offseason at quarterback that maybe we really haven't thought of or isn't the a top three choice or you know focus of the team, fans, or media right now. And so um, that audio got corrupted. Going to post that show, obviously, right now on this Thursday. And we're also going to get into today on another episode, my offseason simulation. Gino had his on Tuesday, so I'm going to do mine later today. They're both available on all podcast platforms, five shows a week, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're in video form as well. Make sure you subscribe. We've been really happy and really, you know, thankful for you guys really helping us grow the YouTube channel. A lot of subscribers, a lot of awesome content and comments that, you know, have been going on this offseason already. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBASILOE, and at GC24 underscore football. So, yes, it is locked on QB1. And I want to get into a scenario in segment two and segment three that feels very 2015-like. It feels a lot like what a team did that's playing in the Super Bowl right now in Los Angeles. So that's coming up next. So hold on tight for that discussion. But before we get into that, you know, it was really awesome. I got home from Mobile, Alabama. I had the pleasure and the honor and the privilege of covering the Senior Bowl last week. And it was super interesting to hear all the chatter at quarterback, even from like a non-Eagles perspective. If you take the Eagles' chances of drafting a quarterback this year off the table, the debates about, you know, Malik Willis versus Jalen Hurts and, you know, options this year versus 2023, you remove all of that and you're just talking from a straight NFL perspective. This is a fascinating year for quarterback because unlike years past, even in bad classes, like a lot of people think this one is, there were favorites, right? To go first, second, you know, 2016 wasn't seen as a crazy, awesome class. And, uh, but it was still clear that Jared Goff and Carson Wentz were going to be the top picks, right? Even 2013, which might be the worst quarterback class in NFL history up there with the likes of, you know, 2007, there were still the favorites of EJ Manuel and Geno Smith, but listening to so many people having the, uh, you know, privilege to talk to a lot of NFL people in mobile, every single person I asked about this position in this class, it was different, like who their favorite is going to be. You know, you talk to one guy and they say it's Kenny Pickett night and day, not even close. And then you, some others say Malik Willis is the only one with the upside worth taking in this year's class. 
And then some would say the same thing about Desmond Ritter. And meanwhile, there's a huge group of people that think Matt Corral, the only really top quarterback prospect that did not compete in the senior bowl is the safest option that does have tools to become a franchise quarterback. So it was really interesting hearing just the differing of opinions down in mobile. And it really is gearing up for an exciting night of the NFL draft in April at this position, because you have no idea what's going to happen. Could Malik Willis be a top three pick? I wouldn't bat an eye if Detroit or Houston took him. Could Kenny Pickett be that first guy off the board at six to the Carolina Panthers? That seems like something the Panthers definitely would do. Is somebody going to talk themselves into Desmond Ritter? I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen, even removing the Eagles from this perspective. And it was interesting the other day. I wanted to talk about that on the show today because I saw uh, yesterday it was that there's some pro day conflicts next month in March when the pro day circuit gets underway at this position. So on March 24th, Liberty, Ole Miss, and Cincinnati, they all have the pro days on the same day, which includes, to me, my three top quarterbacks in this class, Malik Willis of Liberty, Matt Corral of Ole Miss, and Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. So I wonder, you know, I'm going to be keeping my eye close, uh, closely on those pro days and seeing you know, who's there, you know, how heavy is the team presence for the Eagles and for other NFL teams? Because I could, I feel like it could be very telling about, you know, who the favorites are, what teams think of certain prospects. And that's not a hundred percent true. You know, last year there was all this buzz about Kyle Shanahan being at Mac Jones's pro day over Justin Fields, and he ends up taking Trey Lance. So you definitely take everything during draft season with a grain of salt, but at the same time, you know, I think it was clear that if the, the 49ers did not take Trey Lance, they would have took Mac Jones, that he was the favorite over Justin Fields. So you got to wonder if a general manager or a coach or there's a heavier team presence at, you know, Matt Corral's pro day over Malik Willis or Willis over Ritter, if, uh, you know, you start to think that that might be the favorite guy heading in. It'll be super interesting to see what happens because like I said, down in Mobile, it was extremely split. And I thought a lot of people jumped on the Malik Willis bandwagon for sure as the week went on, but a lot of people feel safe with Kenny Pickett and a lot of people love just the, I don't want to say Josh Allen like traits, but physically Desmond Ritter is a player that you might feel more secure investing in that kind of physical upside when he's that big compared to somebody like Malik Willis, especially for Ritter, a guy that played, you know, in a college football playoff playing for one of the top teams in the country. So I cannot wait to see, again, just removing the Eagles from it because we're not going to get into that today. We talked about them potentially drafting a quarterback last week on Lockdown QB1. But just as an NFL fan, I cannot wait to see how this shapes up. But today, I'm going to dive into a different scenario at quarterback for the Eagles this offseason. And it doesn't have to do with Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Malik Willis. There's another scenario that could be on the table that I thought of after watching a lot of Super Bowl coverage this week that made me start to think. And I'm going to dive into it coming up next right here on Locked Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by our official sports book. It's Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to roll into the big game this Sunday between the Bengals and the Rams. There are so many awesome props, individual bets, parlays that you can get in on the action at betonline.net. They remain the best spot for all sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And guess what? It's not just football, too. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, I'm Louis DiBiase. This is Locked on Eagles, and it's a uh, our third episode of the week, which always means it's locked on QB one. We thank you for making locked on Eagles. Your first listen each and every day today on locked on QB one. We're going to dive into a scenario that I thought of the other day that I don't think is likely, right? I think this would be the third or fourth most likely option when it comes to what the Eagles are going to decide to do at quarterback this year. You know, we've brought up so many different scenarios. We've hit so many on the head already. You know, we've brought up Last week, we talked about drafting a quarterback. We discussed, you know, a few weeks ago, trading for a star like Russell Wilson. We discussed earlier in the year the risks of trading for a Deshaun Watson, the unlikely pairing with Aaron Rodgers. We've discussed, too, just, and to me, the one that's the most likely outcome is just riding with Jalen Hurts this year in 2022. And if he doesn't secure the franchise quarterback position, then you really target that in 2023. But there's another scenario people aren't thinking of because it's not going to be most likely the way you find your franchise quarterback, but it's an avenue the Eagles could explore depending on how they feel about a few players and how they feel about the next two years and their chances of Jalen Hurts becoming that guy or their chances of landing a star like Russell Wilson or their chances and their belief in the prospects in 2022 and their chances of getting a higher prospect in 2023. All of that could lead them to explore one other scenario, and it's to explore a trade for a veteran quarterback that is not one of those top three players, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Would they want to try what they're planning on doing with Jalen Hurts in 2022 with somebody else? Or is there still another scenario where you know they have Jalen Hurts, but they bring in somebody else that has you know, Jalen Hurts like potential and, and try to double down on this bet in 2022. And it's really interesting because I, I started looking at the Rams and what they did with Matthew Stafford in 2021 and how the minute they brought him in from Detroit, boom, that first season, he becomes, he goes from a good quarterback to a great quarterback and a finally a great system, a great situation with great personnel and coaching. And Matthew Stafford suddenly becomes the top tier quarterback that he was selected to be first overall in 2009. And he gets them into a Super Bowl. And I saw a report yesterday, and it was from a Raiders insider. It wasn't a report, but it was more his opinion that he doesn't really feel like Derek Carr's long term standing with Vegas is super secure. He's going to be a free agent after the 2022 season. They just hired Josh McDaniels and. The talk is, even after that incredible 2021 season, that this is going to be a tough decision down to the wire on Carr's future with the Raiders. And it just got me thinking. And again, I don't think this is the most likely outcome. This is not the outcome I would prefer. The majority of Eagles fans would not prefer this either. But I could see the Eagles trying to make, or just like just thinking about, and I think other teams would do this too, making Derek Carr their version of Matthew Stafford, right? A good quarterback that has moments of greatness that you bank on becoming that next Matt Stafford for you, right? A clutch, talented armed quarterback that was, you could see as being held back from a crappy situation, a bad team with bad coaching and bad personnel. And that's the reason he wasn't able to take that next step, right? There were flashes of greatness, but ultimately his situation held him back from meeting that full potential week in and week out, year in and year out. 
And so it, this would really depend on who you think Derek Carr is. Like, do you think that since 2014, he's been held back by the Raiders and that he actually has another step to take, you know, another level of his play that can make him an elite franchise quarterback, right? Do you think he's more Matt Stafford or do you think he's more Kirk Cousins? Again, it really depends on your thoughts on this idea, this avenue to explore trade depends on who you think a, a player like Derek Carr is. And it doesn't just apply to Derek Carr, but you know, there's other options you could try here with this. Kirk Cousins would not be my option, but you know, Matt Ryan's future in Atlanta is up in the air. Who knows Marcus Mariota, his future, a second overall pick, you know, Jameis Winston. There's a lot of players right now that are up and down. I would not be into a Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater. Those feel like lateral moves or even downgrades from Jalen Hurts and his potential only at 23. So I think it, with this idea, and again, this is probably the dead last scenario that's, you know, when it comes to the likelihood of it this offseason. And I think it would only really apply to Derek Carr. But I saw that conversation about Carr's future in Vegas. I saw the situation with Matt Stafford this week in the Super Bowl and you know how he got there with the Rams and how he took them to another level and how they took him to another level. And I couldn't help but think about the Eagles and Carr because, again, it's going to be very difficult to trade, trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if they're going to like the prospects in 2022. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to take that next step this year. And I don't know if they're going to have a chance to land a top prospect in 2023. Cause I feel like with Jalen Hurts, you'll probably win another seven to 10 games. So if they want to get creative, and this is kind of like in 2015, when Chip Kelly felt like, okay, I can't get Marcus Mariota. I just won 20 games in two years, so I'm not going to have a top pick. There isn't really a star quarterback on the trade market. I have to get creative with who my, with how I find my franchise quarterback. And the player he chose to invest in in Sam Bradford was hilariously bad, but it's kind of the same idea, right? A former first overall pick that fell out of favor for one reason or another, and you tried to bank on that upside, although again, with Sam Bradford at that point, I didn't see any upside at all, but with Derek Carr, I mean, maybe you tried to do that again in 2022. And I think it would be worth it more for Derek Carr. You know, I, I know he's older than a guy like Jalen hurts right now at 30 years old. Um, and you have to ask the question, is he worth investing in overseeing hurts for another year and addressing quarterback next year? But it's, uh, it's something I wouldn't like, I would riot if it was Kirk cousins in this scenario. And I rioted back in 2015 when Sam Bradford was the player they invested in. But Derek Carr, I don't know. I would go back and forth with it. I wouldn't love it, but I wouldn't hate it either. Because the Derek Carr in 2021, like that was a franchise quarterback. That was a player that threw for nearly 5,000 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, nearly a 70% completion percentage, won those four games in a row down the stretch to get the Raiders in the, into the playoffs, despite their head coaching scandal, John Gruden getting fired, Henry Ruggs going, you know, killing somebody, Damon Arnett, another first round pick, the gun charges, he gets released, all the adversity and situations the Raiders had to deal with last year, and Derek Carr, in the, in the lull they had three quarters of the way through the season, and he's got to pull them out of that hole and it goes on that win streak and makes the playoffs and nearly beat the Bengals in the first round who just made the Super Bowl. The 2021 version of Derek Carr, if that's who you're banking on becoming Matt Stafford, I would understand your viewpoint. I would understand the logic of exploring that idea because that was elevation in its purest definition. Derek Carr last year was a franchise quarterback. 
And he's always had a great arm. He's always had, you know, average to above average mobility. So he's not a, you know, a statue because if he was, he'd be off my board. And again, that's part of why I don't want Kirk Cousins. So that player, I would understand why you think he could become Matt Stafford because you saw even in a crappy environment last year, he could elevate. So there I would get it. But again, why I would be hesitant is because a player like Derek Carr, most of the time I felt was closer to Kirk Cousins than Matt Stafford, right? He would post awesome numbers every year. There's only been two seasons in his career where he hasn't thrown for at least 3,900 passing yards. So numbers, they've always been there. They've always been sexy with Derek Carr. But the numbers have never really translated to team success. You know, like they haven't really come at the most important times. They've been streaky. And I thought there were just way too many moments throughout Carr's career where he was just, despite the arm talent, extremely conservative. He just, he had all the talent and he never really put it fully together. So that's why I would hesitate because I don't know if he would be the player. Like if you're going to invest draft picks in a trade and, you know, maybe sending Jalen Hurts over because you look at Josh McDaniels, he's just, he traded up for Tim Tebow. He had Cam Newton. He's had players like Jalen Hurts before. If you're going to invest all those resources into this position, and then potentially a new contract afterwards because Carr would need a new deal. And if you trade for him, you have to be comfortable with that. If you're going to do all of that for a quarterback, again, Russell Wilson, I would understand. I would be all in on. Even Deshaun Watson, the logic would be there more uh, with than with Derek Carr. But I don't know. Again, it would be I'd be very torn with this kind of idea. It depends on who you think Derek Carr truly is. Um, but I can't imagine he'd be the one they bank on. But it, it could be a possibility because, again, they might think like they did in 2015 that, man, we're going to be pretty good for the next few years. We're not going to have a, a top pick, and we don't like the prospects in 2022, and we don't think we have a shot at Russell Wilson. So how do we find that player? Maybe they try Derek Hart. Maybe they look at the Rams and say, we think he can be the same player behind our offensive line, our young weapons, our good offensive coaching staff with the assets we have this offseason to bolster around him. Derek Carr could bring us to a Super Bowl at 30 years old in a conference right now that has really all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. We think we could win the NFC next year and really fast forward this timeline. Again, I don't think it's likely. It's not the scenario I would truly prefer. But at the same time, this wouldn't be like 2015 with Sam Bradford or if you explore this idea with a Kirk Cousins where I would you know throw my hands up in a complete fit. So I just, I wanted to bring it up because, and again, it's not very likely, but I want to explore all different avenues because I remember in 2014, I didn't predict the Eagles to trade up for a Sam Bradford at all. And it happened. So with the Eagles and with Howie Roseman, with his creativity, you got to really look into everything. Guys, this edition of Lockdown QB1 is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the, oh man, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's the time of the year pretty much where most have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but I don't think we're going to do that this year. We're going to stick to our resolutions and eat right, and that's thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution because you're going to enjoy eating them so much. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. It's none of the guilt, but it's all of the flavor because these bars, again, covered in 100% chocolate. There's so many different flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. You got cookies and cream, but best of all, they're only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four net carbs. 
and you get 17 grams of loaded protein in these bars. Also, they have the puffs right now, which are infused with marshmallow. They've got the banana cream pie flavor, the cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow. Guys, this is awesome. I don't, I didn't ever like protein bars until Built Bar, but they have really changed the game. And make sure you head over to Built.com and on your first order, I can get you 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Again, LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by GetUpside. It's an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. And guys, gas prices right now are outrageous. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, like myself, they're making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The money gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Once again, download the free GetUpset app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles. It's Locked on QB1. We've got another show for you dropping later tonight. It's my off-season simulation 2022 style. I'll, I'm going to play the role of Howie Roseman. I'm going to do what I would do in the off-season with in-house free agency, free agency in general, bigger signings, the NFL draft, mock drafts, trades. Gino did his on Tuesday. Check that out on our podcast platforms and on YouTube. Mine's coming up later today, but on this edition of Locked on Eagles, it's Locked on QB1, and we're diving into every scenario in this series the last few weeks that the Eagles could explore when it comes to the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts just sticking with him next year, trading for a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, an Aaron Rodgers, which is not going to happen, um, <laughs> drafting a Malik Willis or a Desmond Ritter, a Kenny Pickett, a Matt Corral. Today, I discussed... What if they try to get creative? What if they don't think any of those scenarios are likely or they're not preferred and they want to find their Matt Stafford that the Rams did, you know? Maybe that's Derek Carr. I hope to God they wouldn't see that in Kirk Cousins. That would feel like Sam Bradford all over again. But I don't know. I feel like that's something that it could be on the table. I don't think it's very likely. It's not preferred. But with a guy like Derek Carr, I would get the logic. Again, I don't want it with Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan has been a great quarterback throughout his career, and he'd be an upgrade, I think, over Jalen Hurts next year. But I don't know. I don't think Matt Stafford makes you a Super Bowl team. I don't think he's good enough with this roster to elevate you to that point. I think this roster is good, and with Matt Stafford, you're still a playoff team. But I can't imagine the Matt Ryan the last few years, who's been good but not great, would get you to that level. Wouldn't be worth it. I'd rather stick with Hurts. Um I don't know, Marcus Mariota, which would be very ironic. It all comes full circle if Marcus Mariota came to Philadelphia. But maybe that's another idea. Maybe, yeah, you want to see Jalen Hurts in year three take another step because in 2022 or 2021, he did show progress. Not huge leaps and bounds, but he did take positive steps pretty much week after week down the stretch. Maybe you do want to double down, though, and, you know, hey, let's get a draft pick for Gardner Minshew, and then let's bring in a backup that has maybe some more potential just in case things go wrong with Hurts this year. We can see what a former second overall pick like Mariota can do or 
Mitchell Trubisky. Doubt that would happen, but a second round rookie again, you know, I don't love that idea when you're trying to give a guy an opportunity to be the guy with Jalen Hurts, but hey, they drafted a quarterback in the second round when they already had an established franchise quarterback with Carson Wentz after his 2019. So all things are on the table with this team. Again, everything's on the table. And even the scenario doesn't seem likely, but as I said at the end of segment two, I remember back in 2014, I don't think anyone foresaw, uh, foresaw a trade for Sam Bradford coming, a quarterback-for-quarterback move that was unheard of at that point, where you're shipping off Nick Foles for Bradford, and that kind of, it didn't end the Mariota sweepstakes, but it kind of showed you, hey, the Eagles are trying something else. And I did not think anybody would predict what Chip Kelly did that offseason, right? But it happened that year. Why couldn't it happen this year? I mean, it kind of makes, it kind of lines up. They had a starter back then in Nick Foles that they liked but didn't love. And they tried a creative way to find a guy with more potential, which is nuts now considering Foles won you a championship and Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford. But that was their logic. It was a horrible execution. But the mindset I understood, it was like, hey, we're 10 and 6. We're picking 20th overall. We're not going to have a chance at Mariota. The Titans are going to say no, and they did to the mammoth package that Chip offered. And we don't really think Nick Foles is going to be that player. Maybe this year they think the same thing about Jalen Hurts. Let's try to get creative with how we find our franchise quarterback. Not the move I want to make, not the move I think they'll want to make, but I'm just trying to lay out each week every possibility at this position. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for five shows a week, Monday through Friday on all platforms, and we're in video form as well on YouTube. We're on Twitter as well. Hit us up at Locked On Birds. Let me know what you think at DVLOE and at GC24 underscore football. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening and watching, and let's go Birds.